episode 283 with reoccurring guest Nolan Rockers of Opinion Clothing and the wild man Mark Dowdle is presented by Green Rider. Boys, are you organized over there? Uh, yeah, we're organized. Let me blow you up so we can just see, you know. I think we're recording on all fronts. God, that mullet is just <laughs> so unreal. What's up, idiots? <laughs> the boys are hot. The mics are hot. We got two boys in Tucson. We got Mark Dowdle and Decky in Tucson hooked up together. We got Nolan and I here in the studio just hanging out. It's it's kind of blows my mind <laughs> because we don't intentionally try and record this way with two people on either side in two totally different places, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Sorry, our connections run deep. That's pretty much all I got to say. Yeah, is this a sign that we have officially gone at least cross continent, like across the continent? Like we're we've established back pocket, coast to coast. <laughs> I think we drew a line between two dots. And then we, we are basically claiming all the space in between the two dots. Right. Yeah. So we have Minneapolis to Tucson claimed. <laughs> uh, and it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty nuts. Cause so for the listeners that don't know, we have Andrew and I have been recording podcasts virtually uh, with me being in Tucson, obviously, and him being in Minneapolis. Nolan, Nolan, uh, Nolan Rockers with Opinion Clothing has been doing absolutely just making absolute waves in the uh in the world so we are like we gotta have this guy back on he's in minneapolis so that was gonna be the original podcast and then i get a text today from mark dowdle who's tra- traveling across the entire west coast selling busy coffee and uh living van life he's like hey i'm gonna be in tucson in an hour and a half how do you how do you adjust to that you foag figure out adjust and go and you record this type of podcast welcome <laughs> <laughs> beautiful so yeah, we're well, sitting, we're here. Yeah, we're sitting here on a uh, on a Sunday night. It looks like Decky's got a beer in his hand. We're drinking Lacroix because we're establishing Lacroix wall on our first floor, like adults. And uh, the boys are catching up, hanging out. I want to hear from Nolan real quick and just kind of catching up. We had you on our show in February, Marchish of 2019. Um, first got to know you then. Cool uh, evolution with Nolan that we connected the dots last night. Nolan challenged us to have Jonah Stillman on the podcast. And Jonah challenged us to have Steve Weigel, which further our connection with Jonah, um, for him to eventually move in with us. And Nolan and Jonah just had a little chat up here on, in, in the old podcast studio. That's so weird. Uh, you know, just a cool full circle moment for, for the BP Corp. Yeah, I think that's just like the power of connections. Like, honestly, Nolan, this is you. Uh, I don't even know who challenged us to get you on. I think you just did. I, I couldn't. I I connect, I yeah, I think we just connected and then yeah. I came to the comedy night. And then. That's right. Yeah. The two year comedy night that yes. we had with uh, the four people performing in our uh, in our living room with 69 people in, <laughs> in folding chairs and <laughs> denim. In denim, of course. And then Lisa just won. Uh, yes, and Lisa won funniest, funniest person in the Twin Cities yeah. in Minnesota. First woman to do it in the 23 years of the, sh- the contest being uh, run. That's the coolest thing. 
Lisa yeah. Evanson. Give it up for Lisa. Give it up for Lisa. Snap for Lisa. We got to have her back on the podcast here soon. But, um, yeah, dude, that is a crazy little bit of connections because then after that Steve podcast, me and Jonah end up going on his trip to Thailand. Now it was earlier this year. but And then after that, Jonah lives uh, in the old podcast studio, like he was saying. I think that's just, like, the power of that networking and uh, just genuine, like, recommendations and friendship i think it's just the coolest thing yeah it I lasts. Didn't realize that until you brought that up oh yeah it's the coolest thing and one cool connection that you've built on with hybrid nation is mm-hmm. uh, i mean like connecting with other clothing brands here in the twin cities yep. you want to tap into that a little bit because you just launched the collection that you're wearing right now yeah so like you kind of touched on i left my full-time job about eight weeks ago to take on opinion full-time if you want to put it that way um I became good friends with Jeremy Sutherland, who is the co-owner of Hybrid Nation, um, which is another Minneapolis clothing brand. And he also owns a painting company where he paints houses in the summer. And so I was looking for a side gig and he said, we're looking for someone to help us paint. So I'm a painter now. (laughs) He's an artist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did that from like 7am to three ish and then would go home and do opinion for the rest of the time. And that was kind of my summer. What was it like, um, paint or not? Yeah. What was it like painting? (laughs) I like it a lot. Um, there's some times where we're all just like in a zone, just no one's talking, but then there's other times where we're all like on the same side of the house and we're all just you know, bullshitting with each other. And it just like felt good to be around people that understood the industry I was in with like clothing and stuff. So I, I was painting and also just getting a bunch of new information from Jeremy picking his brain about, you know, stuff he's been through with hibernation. Cause he's been running it for, I think like seven years now. Uh-huh. So basically I would just be asking him questions the whole time while I painted so what was it like quitting your job then and having like this ultimate like chunk of time to do exactly what you wanted to do and execute on something that like you genuinely care about for the first time in your life really yeah and and to further that question i remember you saying a few times since we've met um been good friends now for just over a year um how your marketing job you enjoyed the tactical skills that you were learning didn't fully in love the company didn't fully love the culture of the company and the clients that you were working with but the idea of it was kind of there and more so transitioning those tactical skills to opinion so like i know these thoughts have been like building up for a year and or longer um so what what was it like pulling the trigger in the weeks leading up to pulling the trigger so all right so a little story time so (laughs) perfect this is all during obviously during covid and um so just like long story short i got off a zoom call with one of my bosses and i believed that i was being fired from the information that we talked about and how he worded certain things and so i was like well i'm getting fired Um, what did he say he was just like he hit me with the do you like working here or he said are you more passionate about working here opinion And I was like, well, that's not fair to ask because 
opinion is like my dream. And I was like, I'm not going to lie to you and say that working there is what I'm passionate about. I was like, opinion. And he was like, all right, well, we can, we can kind of see that in your work. And I was like, all right, well, I didn't see this coming, but here we go. And so um, we just kind of talked about how we both thought it'd be fair for them to bring someone else on that could put a hundred percent of their focus on that job instead of having someone in there that's maybe 90% in that job and then 10% thinking about which in my case would be opinion. Um, so I wasn't all there all the time. Um, so then we kind of just hashed things out. I stayed for a month until they found someone else. And then I, I left and yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. So the, would you say they more so forced your, your hand into, or was the writing on the wall for you personally? And, and, they, and they escalated kind of it. Like, yeah. A lot of people are telling me that like, you know, it sounds like they were forcing you out, but I also didn't want to be there. So it was like, in the end, it was a mutual agreement. But from that initial conversation that started it all, I felt like I was being let go. Um, so Nolan, based on on you, you saying that sort of unexpected, the conversation that you had with your boss, did you, and do you feel pressure from sort of being... I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you, do you, do you feel unprepared to dive fully into this opinion? And how did you handle that transition of like, okay, this, this is sort of an un, unexpected conversation that I'm having with my boss. Now it's time to go. Like, how did you handle that, that pressure in that time? Um, so I'd been, I'd been having a lot of anxiety about, I wanted to have that conversation, but I didn't understand how to have it because um, something I've kind of learned in like the past six months is that like, this is my life and I can't think about like hurting other people's feelings if I like need to do something that will better me personally. And that was leaving that job. And I was too scared to leave it because they, in my head, I was like, well, they gave me my first job, you know, they're a small company and I don't want to make any hassle for them. But um, in the end, I was like, you know, this is probably both good for both of us. Um, and then after that kind of settled down, I was like, well, I don't have a job now. So I was pretty, pretty stressed out about it. Cause opinion isn't like, it's definitely not suitable to keep me afloat for like financially. Um, but I see that in like the next year that could happen. So it was like, do I want to make this leap now? Um, and kind of scratch and claw for like money with painting and stuff um, or stay at a job that's, you know, guaranteed money every month, but not liking it there. And I decided to take the ladder and, you know, just kind of venture off. I like that move. I think it's not, it's not an easy one, but, um, and I haven't personally done it yet. Uh, but what's cool is like when you said, you know, like you're fighting and scratching, 
and the first thing you resort like the first thing you think of going to do is painting which you know painting uh will pay to, to pay you to some degree but it's gonna um fuel your creative side to then help opinion whereas before i don't know if it did or not but maybe the company you're working at before didn't necessarily contribute quite as much to opinion no so now I, you're making money in painting and that's in some way providing some value to your dream yeah so like painting this summer i've learned more about like the clothing industry than i've learned by myself the past year and a half because jeremy just had all the answers to the questions that i was asking and then we also that's how we got our collab to happen was just us talking about us collabing while we were painting and then it actually happened that's super interesting so that i believe that would not have happened this early if i would have stayed at my at my full-time job yeah, man, that's, that's incredible. I mad props to you. Thank Congratulations. You. Yeah, thank uh, you. I know we said that off air, but, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, we all have things that we like really care about. That's our babies. Um, that like as an entrepreneur and, and we're debating all the time, is, is it time to go full in all in on this? Is it, is this what I want to financially um, stabilize my life with like that's the hardest part is turning your your hobby your love of what you do into something that's also got to support you financially and that's the scariest thing Will I lose the love in it because now I'm looking at everything monetarily mm-hmm. um, but then you find other outlets that like don't force that hand quite yet yep. um, but you're still all invested in it so and I always thought there would be like a moment where I would strike like a deal or like a collab where I'm like I can finally quit my job now that this happened, but I just don't know if that's the right time to like leave your full-time job. Cause you're going to have to put so much work into getting to that point where if you're at a full, if I was at my full-time job, I wouldn't have been able to work on any of the stuff that I did. Sure. What would you say um, since you've quit your job, since you're now you're fully invested in, has there been one thing and maybe Jeremy's led you down this path that you're like, this is the tactical skill that could elevate opinions uh, future tenfold. Um, just making me realize that all these clothing brands start at the same point. Like nothing makes another one more special. It's just how hard you work at connecting with certain people, how hard you work at figuring out, you know, fabrics and material and it's the work you put into it that you're going to get back out. And that's something I really realized through Jeremy is how hard he works. And, you know, it's not just him selling clothes and having people just happening to buy them. He puts a lot of work into perfecting them and realized I need to do that exact same thing for opinion. I can't just print something on a shirt, say it has meaning and then hold people by it. Like now I'm really into like the fabrics and the quality and the materials. And um, I think that's going to take opinion to the next step other than just a, um, a brand, like the messaging with the brand. Yeah. yeah. But the, the actual material is always there. Yeah. And now I really want to get into the material and having it like when someone puts it on, they're like, wow, this is, not only an awesome message, but this is like the comfiest sweatshirt I've ever had. Yep. Fire. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And that, I mean, even that first, um, 
opinion spoon uh, blue, mm-hmm. uh, navy blue, and Andrew has a gray one, that hoodie. Um, yeah. And I think that spoon's overrated, I'll say that. But the shirt and the sweatshirt is not. I'll, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I have people come up to me and ask what that's from and everything. One guy who was a bartender at Sisyphus Brewery wanted to buy it off me. <laughs> and I, and I, I shot because he's like into street wearing shit. Yeah. And I airdropped him the link and I think he ended up purchasing. I'm not sure. Um, but he was like, Hey, you need to get this guy into the street, uh, street, street apparel, Reddit page. Like this is like, he could easily get connected through that and this, that, and the other, but like the thoughtfulness that went into that design, when you look at how you it's, it's a, it's not screen printed, it's stitched yeah. in. And I think that makes a massive difference, especially yeah. if you pay attention to that. Um, and just like the more clothes that I've purchased, I've realized how much the, how like important the fat, like the fabric and everything that goes into it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to your point, I think that's a really interesting thing you bring up with like, it's not the big, it's not some like big massive deal or something that comes from the sky. That's like quit your job, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's more just like a situation that happens necessarily. Mm-hmm. and uh i was just talking to mark about this because mark's going around the country in a van living van life and and i don't know i don't think a lot of people know this yet but i just got an offer or i just got transferred out to um tempe arizona and now i'm basically living there full-time uh starting in january okay. so i'll have a couple months off in between jobs but ultimately i'll be leaving minneapolis and i like as hard as that's going to be and whatever my plan um, is to try and start living van life, work construction as much as I can. But then just like, because they pay me money to be out here already, I'm just like, why not just try and dump the money into savings and then try and just quit my job when I think yeah. I have enough money to go. Yeah. Just build up a buffer. Yeah. Oh, it's, but, it's, that's exciting stuff. We found out that, so we're recording today on Sunday and we found this out or I found this out. And you actually got the call while we were like filling me in on <laughs> alleged inklings of what's going to happen. We're talking about it. And, and Declan got the call from his superior, letting him know the confirmation of what's happening. Uh, and was like, he goes, oh, my God, this is Adam or whatever his name is. Hold on one second. And uh, then called me back and confirmed everything. So uh, we found out this, this is 48 hours later. And uh, I'm stoked. I love that you get to, we get to push through a new form of adversity because that's when back pocket finds its best, best growth points is when the friction comes into play and we have to work through it. Just wanted to take a quick pause and say, thank you interns for, you know, obviously listening, but purchasing these mugs that we've been coming up with the last three to four months. I mean, we got Necklin, we got the baby Yoda, we got our standard one and uh, we just wanted to say thank you. But now we have another opportunity for you guys. Please listen up here. I think we need to get our listeners involved more with the customized mugs because they can be distributed and created on demand. So we want you, marketing interns, to come up with some creative ideas and jump into our DMs and send them our way. Yes, if you have any sort of mug, that concept or idea that you think would absolutely pop off, again, like Andrew said, please shoot us a DM and we'll workshop it and, you know, possibly put it out there. And in the meantime, head over to MetroMugs.com and check out the ones we have already and uh, let the idea start flowing. Absolutely. Use promo code BACKPOCKET for 20% off. Go get it. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by GreenRider. GreenRider is a one-stop shop for on-demand prescription delivery. They provide an essential service from the convenience of your home. Uh, These guys are a new sponsor with us. They just came on to Bocella this year at Bocella 2020. Um, They absolutely grand slammed, was just absolutely loved having them as a sponsor. Now here we are. Um, They're not going to ask for any money from you right away. They're just getting started. Um, They're just about to launch. They're also going to Mars. Um, All they're asking for is your email. If you're at all interested um, in their prescription service um, to your home, please just click the link in the bio and be able to fill out. um, Just put put your email in. See what happens. Uh, We'd love to have you join the squad. Um, Again, Green Rider Co. Link in the description of this very podcast. Uh, And Dowdle, I'd like to ask you, I mean, you are for sure our most interactive listener from the standpoint of when you listen and you, something hits home or you don't like something, you're the first person to reach out and like either send us a video message, hit us with a DM, whatever it is. You're always in our, uh, in our ear about what our content's like. And from Nolan's standpoint, you listen to his episode um, March of last year, I believe, and met him a few times here and there, uh, been able to follow him on, on Instagram um, what's that been like and how, how, how is your, I'm just curious from your, your perspective of being a listener and then that transferring into real life connection. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot and, and I do appreciate that. I was listening to you guys' last podcast and you guys gave me a huge shout out. That was, that was fun to hear, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, watching Nolan's growth, and um, just sort of, like I, I said before off air, um, I've, I've sort of been watching him from a distance. And what I'll, what I'll say is that the more I've gotten to know Nolan, the more I've noticed like a tenaciousness that is yet to be unlocked. And I'm sort of excited for the situation that you're in because um, it sounded like you were like going back to it, it sounded like you were a little bit unprepared or you just weren't ready for that conversation with your boss. And now you're thrown into this circumstance and I'm super excited to see how you'll handle it. And like, like I've, I've watched it, you know, through your social pages and it looks like you're handling it very well. Um, but I'm excited, like we, we talk about quite a bit, that year out perspective. And then when you get to that year out, looking back on the last year and just noticing all of the little and big mistakes that you make. Mm-hmm. And like what I'll be super interested in, in getting to see over this next year is like how much growth you take. Because we, you know, and you and I talked about it um, over the phone a few days ago and we talked about Jordan Lindell and when you guys had him on the podcast, he was like the first week of him being at the, at the job. Right. It was like week one. He just quit his job. and Just quit his job. And to watch Jordan where he's at now compared to last year is like, it gives me so much confidence, like watching a dude um, just take control of, of, things he wants to do without really having the full idea of how to do it, but just doing it anyway, sort of reminds me of what Nolan's about to do and is thrown into right now. And like a lot of times that first year is going to make or break you. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm super excited for Nolan and like we've met two or three times and every time it's been a great experience, but I'm, I'm just so excited to hear what you learn over the next year because it's going to be a lot of failure over the next year. (laughs) And I say that like candidly and jokingly, um, like be excited about that. Like, and, and like, we all will learn about ourselves and our own story and our own growth through your growth story too. So continue to share it and continue Definitely. to like, um, you know, we'll obviously stay in touch with it, but yeah, yeah. it's, uh, that's it. And that's it, dude. We're here to gas you up, Nolan. That's what, yeah. we, <laughs> that's what we always are. That's what the back pocket does best. We gas everyone up and we only do it to people that are, that, that earned it. And it's the damn truth. Like we're not, we're not just bullshitting. Well, you fucking earned this gassing. I have, uh, I have the award right sitting on my desk. I look at it almost every day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's what we should. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's bold. Yeah, but Andrew's got a good point. You, you don't just like back pockets, not just like a gas station. You can't just voluntarily show up and get your 87 unleaded in your car. Um, you got to earn it. It's we're, we're very specific on who we put gas in. Uh, and we don't just give you 87, we give you 91 premium. Um, and honestly, I don't like being the podcast that is in the gas and gas and oil industry. So really we're just an outlet plug. Um, and we're, you're actually, we're actually just plugging you in. Uh, we're, We're in the electrical car industry. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. So there's really no gas involved. It's, it's just a mere adjective. Um, nonetheless, we're here to energize you. Awesome. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I really needed that. Um, painting has been last week is like the last week we painted. So I've kind of been on just like a week of no job and I don't know, just driving over here. I wasn't like in the best mental state. And now this just like breaks a new barrier and I'm ready to go. Hell yeah. Uh, good shit, man. Yeah. Um, so you got the hybrid nation collab working through that's been launched and it's, yep. and it's, it's on just, your website. Yep, this yeah. hoodie, it's on hybrid nations okay. website. They have, he's actually got like a big office. Um, so all the inventory is just there and it's easier just to go through one website. Um, so I just go there whenever we get a bunch of orders and I just pack them up and we ship them out. Oh yeah. Sweet man. Yeah. What's been like the most, um, rewarding part about this um hibernate or maybe like the most rewarding story about the hibernation collab um and may not even be the thing you post on social media or telling or or just like it's not something that's easily talked about or whatever but i'd love to hear kind of what um if there was like a moment or a specific story that was tied to this that like in 20 years you look back and be like this is the reason i got it this is something that impacted me far beyond something that i'll ever like post about or tell anybody about um i'd say there's two things one i was just myself um jeremy's a super he's really good at talking to people and he's really outgoing and i remember seeing like his social media posts and i was like man i'm not like that type of person when i meet someone right away i'm not super outgoing and but i remember telling myself i was like just be yourself and if it's meant to be then it'll be um and so I never changed who I was and to this day he always tells me like he saw that right away he was like you weren't some kid that was trying to 
pitched me a million dollar idea. You just had a brand that you were passionate about. And I saw that. Um, and so it felt pretty good to be recognized for just being passionate about opinion and not trying to say, you know, this is going to be worth millions of dollars, but um, saying if we collab together, I think it would be an even better message than what I have right now. And we could both help each other out. And that's what ended up happening. And so um, not even 20 years down the line, I still, I right now look at it like, yeah, that like you did it. Like I, I, I don't give myself enough credit sometimes. And he has to remind me a lot that like your brand helped make this happen as well, because I look up to hibernation a lot. I always have. And um, so I, I always was like, Oh man, like, thank you for helping me out. And he's like, no, like more than half the customers buying the stuff are opinion customers. So that was like the second part that I, ne- I didn't really realize how, um, I mean, much of a fault. Fo- we don't have like a huge following, but we have a loyal following and he pointed that out to me and I felt bad for not recognizing that, but now I do. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's your authenticity that shines, man. It always has been. And you're not like the most, uh, um, overly energetic, like person, Yep. you're you have like that reserved and when you when, when you're sharing something it's from the heart yep. like that us three and i can say it with confidence like we love to be a peacock we love to like be overly energetic loud as we can that's just like natural and that's when i feel like i'm at my best yeah. uh especially you mark and, and it's, it's <laughs> not <laughs> uh, but no one like your presence uh when you are yourself and I'm so happy that to hear that like someone like Jeremy, who I've certain started like research behind hibernation and what he's done for even like what's happened most recently in Minneapolis with George Floyd and creating a whole line behind that and being a voice um, as a black um, clothing uh, company uh, owner. And like he, his story is phenomenal and him seeing that in you right away is just, it's just, you're right. You're not giving yourself enough credit. And sometimes that's not the best way to handle it. You have to look at it like, I need more credit, like to like, give yourself like the, the 90% is yeah. still there to work. You only give yourself 10% of what you deserve. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, weekly reflection and saying, dude, you're fucking killing it. You've yeah. taken that leap. You did it. That yeah. simple statement. You did it. Exactly. it. It goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. Andy, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you said that because I was, I was on the same thought as you, as far as that. And like, <clears throat> Nolan, you can, you can lean into that. And I think that, you know, listening back to your first podcast, you started this because from what I remember is you were getting turned down a lot of job interviews and you're getting told no a lot and, um, you know, getting all these rejections and you turned it into like, that is just their opinion. Like they, that is just their opinion of me. They don't know me. Um, they may not know the full picture and that can a lot of times cause uncertainty. Yep. And I think like specifically with Declan, Andy and I, like the peacock mentality, um, it's very easy to um, hide that uncertainty. And so like with you, like that is super valuable. And when you can use that and like, you can see that in your brand, 
And that is super unique that like, that to me is your roots. And that to me is like, it's sort of being, you're sort of back in that situation of like handling rejection and handling uncertainty, but you're going to find a way to turn it into that positive. You're going to find a way to flip the switch on that and flip the coin and use that to your advantage. And like, that's you, man. And like, as long as you continue to throw that back into the brand, like that's going to continue to shine on. So I'm curious to hear like what you're doing now that is sort of on that same thread of utilizing the new sort of rejections and this new sort of like way of life that you're dealing with and throwing that back into the brand. Cause like you said, is this, you said it's uh, your painting job just ended. Yep. So like, what's next? Like, how are you going to deal with that free time? How are you going to handle that situation? What are you going to fill it up with? Like what's going through your mind as far as now the next few months and the next year looking out? Yeah. So the mistake that I made when I went and was working at my full-time job was I just need money. I don't care like what I do, if it, if I'm happy at it or not. And so now I've just, I just applied for working at like a dog daycare. Cause I sat down and asked myself like, what makes me happy? And it's opinion and then dogs i have a dog that is like everything that's amazing yeah so fucking dogs so therefore we work at dogs and we also work at opinion yeah so i applied and hopefully i can work from like seven to three just playing with a bunch of dogs and then come home and do opinion and be happy with both God, that's, it's so funny. Cause that's like the most simple input output way to like solve a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, and I, and I commend you for that. I think yeah. people should solve problems like that as much as they possibly can, because I feel like there's a lot of other things that you can think of and you can get a ton of anxiety about it. Like, what should I do? How could I make money? What do I really want? blah, blah, blah. And you answered it in less than like 30 seconds saying my favorite, two favorite things that I know are dogs or opinion and dogs. And knowing those things I can work, I can work and make a lifestyle around it. Simplifying it like that, I think breeds a lot of creativeness and just strictly time for you to think about what you really want to do and how you want to move forward and and more or less the vision of what you're trying to do. And uh, I think you're on the right path. Yeah. And then it comes back to opinion where people are, I know for a fact, people are going to be like, work at a dog daycare. Really? Like they're going to have like their opinions about it, but that's fine with me because it's, it's going to make me happy. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you, I sent this to Andrew the other day, but I'll send it to you as well. I don't know if you know about it, but, um, Hunter S Thompson wrote this thing, this letter to his buddy, uh, about his buddy was, is in like 1948 or 58 or something. And this guy writes to Hunter S Thompson, his buddy, and he's like, Hey man, uh, like I'm looking for some life advice, just kind of stuck in the mud. And I think he may have been transitioning between jobs or something, but then Hunter S Thompson writes him this letter back. And in it, he uh, talks about a lot of stuff that you're describing and quite frankly doing, which is, it's not necessarily goals that you should be looking for and, and mending yourself to those goals, make yourself 
the goal and met and make yourself the priority. Find what truly makes you happy, makes you happy and let that perspective drive the goals yes. and drive what you want to do. Yep. And so I really commend you. And I feel like that's kind of in that same light of um, if someone, it, like if someone questions you, like, why are you working with dogs? How is that effective to what you're doing with opinion? I think it's, it goes down to sheer happiness and then the perspective from that happiness. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I sat down with my mom who is a flight attendant. She's been one for over like 35 years. And um, during this COVID uh, period, I guess they've really been trying to get the senior people to retire. Um, (laughs) And she, she just like sat me down and, she's super honest with me, which I, it's one thing I love about her. Um, she, she was like, I've just been having so much anxiety about people keep asking me, why have I not retired? And she was like, you know what? I'm just, I love working. And I was like, and that's fine, mom. Like you can tell people that you love working because you're different than a lot of people. Like she can't sit around and just be lazy. And she was just, she struggled with telling people that she liked to work and that working as a flight attendant made her happy. And um, so I, I hopefully I like opened her eyes to that's okay to be happy at like, like where you're working. Have you, uh, have you thought, so would you say that opinion is trending in more of the direction of, like a champion brand, like a vintage style brand or like a life is good brand type of deal. Cause I'm seeing like, I'm just like seeing like, like there's a, you know, when you say like opinion and then, you know, there's a lot of anxiety around your mom's like, you know, I just love to work. Like it'd be super cool to create a product or a brand around your mom. Just like opinion. I love to work. Like, you know, like dealing with these, anxious conversations and like everybody's just trying to get on people's opinion and and like everybody wants their opinion heard and like like you love dogs you was very simple choice (laughs) i love dogs and i love opinion like have you ever thought about creating the brand around like the brand is you and like right now you're working with dogs like you just got done with this painting thing like have you ever thought about making it more of like a life is good where it's like sort of centered around what you're doing in that moment and how you're handling that stress and that anxiety at that time? Damn, that's such a good question. Um, (laughs) It's something I've been thinking, it's something I've been thinking about for like a long time. Um, So I think I boiled it down to, I love making pieces that are unique for like graphically. So more like of a champion but then I never want to change it being super personal. So like I try and get on um, Instagram our Instagram story and like tell my story of what I'm going through. Um, ask people to share their stories too. So it never loses that like personability. Um, but I guess I would say I'm leaning more towards like the champion as like the clothing line, but um I would like to get into more 
like public speaking on the other side where I can tell my story and spread that as well. If that makes sense. Yeah. And life is good has the, and to continue on that comparative train, they have that, that booklet that every, I think you can sign up for a subscription. Like every quarter you get a booklet and you fill out um, things of why your life, their slogan is good. And you can fill out like, and it has the same idea of like quarterly goals and things like that, but it brings that company full circle and it's interactive. Um, and I do think they do clothing and stuff as well, but the the holistic picture of it in the full circle of bringing your clothing to more of a tangible thing yep. and, and then them seeing uh, the why behind it while they wear and support you. But I do agree. Like I want to start putting out more unique, whatever it is, a piece that is like what I'm going through right now or like, I don't know how to explain it, but. Well, I, I think, and I, I think Andrew and I can relate to this at some, some degree. Um, you, you, a lot of what you put in and what you, what you see, what you do, how you feel is also what you put out. So like Andrew and I always talk about the mirror image mentality of like, how Andrew and I feel, what we're doing, how we're acting is the things that we ultimately share with the world through back pocket. Yep. So, and a good example of this is when the last few months we've been in severe uncertainty between you and I and our content deteriorated. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain, yeah, absolutely. To a certain degree, yeah. To a certain, to a certain aspect, depending on how you look at it, but I wasn't happy were, with it. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't happy with it. No one was happy with it still. I mean, we're still working on it, but then, and that's when I get down on myself and shit. But then uh, you kind of look at um, you kind of you just have to like look at it from a different. You have to look at your the evaluation of yourself through different lenses to help yourself kind of grow and mm-hmm. and and uh, form yourself because there's so many different things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how ultimately how we've always operated is like the, in the content that we create. And then your case, the shirts that we create into what Mark's saying with uh, life is good is like, do what you're passionate about and what you're inspired with right now. Like, that's how I write jokes. Like I have a couple different jokes that I like that are always good that I can kind of say at certain times. But if I'm not like passionate about that joke on that night or something is a little off and I, but I'm really passionate about something else more likely than not that other joke that I've never tried before ends up doing well simply because I just am stoked about it. Yeah. Um, so, and again, you're, you're a clothing brand. You're actively creating, you're actually putting out new lines of clothing over periods of time. However, those periods are up to you, but they're always, always creating and just simply reflecting on how you feel, what you're motivated in. Uh, you can put that time, you can put a lot of time towards that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I think that's really what Mark is saying is like, just start creating stuff in different lines of clothing or whatever it is, whatever you're motivated about, just go for it. Yeah. Well, you also said that your audience may not be large, but they're loyal. Mm-hmm. So like, why do you think your, your audience is loyal? To be honest right now, it's still mostly like friends and family, but think hopefully they see the passion and the I hate this I can't say vulnerability that I have um just as it's still being me as the only person running everything um 
they see that drive and they want to support me. Um, and then I also have my new customers. I make it so I like reach out to them and get to know them on a personal level. So um, I guess not all my customers are my friends that like I grew up with, but I make it a point to become friends with them while I still have like this intimate experience with, you know, every single customer. Like if I get a notification says Shopify, I look their name up, you know, find them on Instagram, DM them. Like, thanks for the purchase. Just want to like know your story. If, if you ever want to share that or, you know, what's your, what motivates you? I love learning that about, you know, my customers. So I think that helps the loyalty. Yeah. And after you sharing that, um, I got to challenge you with something. You said that it's still you, you're the sole heir to the throne. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's your company and you're the only one doing it. I challenge you to hire an intern, um, an unpaid intern. It is the most simple thing that Declan and I put off for way too long. And we did it. (laughs) We call our listeners interns. We we tell them the listeners that are interns, but we never had anyone actually helping us day to day with like minor things. And now we have three amazing interns, one of which we pay to produce. One of them gets a little sale commission and one of them is still a student um, and helps us with social media and, and different uh, copywriting things and and event planning and, and Lauren, Marcus and Jeremy, all studs. And since then, I think back pocket is it's like, there's so many more opportunities for me to do other things or just like focus are going to get taken care of. My mental space can go towards something else. So with that, like put an opinion, whatever you think you need help with, put it on Gustavus's website where you're you're an alma mater, put it on U of M or just throw it on, um, you know, what all those job searches are job seeker and, uh, see what happens. You will find, so many college students right now sitting on their hands behind zoom conversations, not having anything to do, um, but be around other people that probably have COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So you just post it and you're going to get some people to reach out. There's going to be a filter process of, uh, you know, shit brains that are just putting it on and you'll get though, you'll run through them and you'll find someone and you're going to, and you'll quickly realize, and it's hard to like dish off tasks because it's your baby, but you'll quickly realize that they care about it and they want to do well. And if you show them a little direction, they're going to give you um, an opportunity to be even more creative. Yeah. I was just going to say, it gives you an opportunity to bounce ideas off someone that you can share in that passion and that creativity that you'll only go to that next level because of, you know, including some, I can agree more. So we've, I've been having samples come in for our fall slash winter line. And um, I mean, since it's just me, I noticed every like little thing that I would love to change, but then I brought it in to uh, Jeremy. I was like, take a look at these. And he loved every single one of them. He's like, there's nothing wrong with any of them. I uh, just took like a second person's, I guess, opinion. To, um, <laughs> Ding! Yeah. <laughs> to, you know, kind of tell me to take a step back and it's not always going to be like perfect, perfect. Today's podcast is brought to you by Green Rider. Green Rider is a one-stop shop for on-demand prescription delivery. They provide an essential service from the convenience of your home. Uh, these guys are a new sponsor with us. They just came on to Bocella this year at Bocella 2020. Um, they absolutely grand slammed, was 
just absolutely loved having them as a sponsor. And now here we are. Um, they're not going to ask for any money from you right away. They're just getting started. Um, they're just about to launch. They're also going to Mars. Um, all they're asking for is your email. If you're at all interested um, in their prescription service um, to your home, please just click the link in the bio and be able to fill out. Um, just put your, put your email in. See what happens. Uh, we'd love to have you join the squad. Um, again, Green Rider Co. Link in the description of this very podcast. This is Decky Dark Chocolate Mocha. And this is Andy Almond Milk Latte. And if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen that we have some pretty sweet back pocket branded mugs brought to you by Metro Mugs. You see, Metro Mugs creates mugs that inspire conversation. And we think that's pretty neat. They've partnered with the back pocket to help us create our own line of mugs that show off who we are and to give you, our beautiful intern- marketing interns, the opportunity to share the back pocket with the next person you grab a cup of joe with which we really appreciate. Yeah, and because we selfishly want you to have one of our mugs in your cupboard or on your desk at work so you can spread the good average word of back pocket, Metro Mugs is offering an insanely above average discount to make that happen. Head to metromugs.com and use code backpocket, that's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T, to receive 20% off your first order. That's code backpocket at metromugs.com. Dude, they're just the opinion minions. That's what you need to yeah. buy. <laughs> the opinion minions. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's really what it is. Or you just call them like your first hire is the second opinion. Your third hire is. The, <laughs> you know, you just kind of go down the line. That's your employee number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, I, I I think you're right on. And Andrew brought up a great point. It's a phenomenal challenge. Can't wait to welcome in and indoctrinate the first opinion minion. Uh, very much looking forward to that. But it's great. Yeah, it's so crazy, though. Um, the, the thing that's um, really hard to do is, like, effectively delegate because it takes a lot of time to tell someone how to do something that you do uh, once. And then after that, it's, like, consistent coaching. So you got to understand what you put into the intern is what you get out. So if you sit down and have coffee with them one time just to get it to know them and then you text them every once in a while to do the certain tasks, like, you know, it's it, it's not that it's not going to work. It's just that it, um, it doesn't necessarily clearly communicate how serious their position is. Yep. Um, so the more the more involvement and the more care you can just simply give to that person, like you can just be honest with them, and be like, "Hey, look, you're my first intern. I'm trying to figure out what to give you. What are you interested in? Yep. Like, let's try and like I really just need a ton of help on these certain things. What are you good? What are you good at?" Yep. That's why Andrew and I have three different ones because we have three different interns that are good at three different things. Um, none of those, the three interns, their jobs are not, there's not a lot of crossover between any of them. Yeah. And the best part about it is each one of them has a skill set that Andrew and I, uh, it's not that we lack, but we just don't spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't want to spend time switching between camera one, two, and three and making it look nice for a podcast. Did that enough. You know, yep. I'm on to the next thing now. Yep. Marcus, I remember you telling it. me how, how many hours you like yeah. save. Eight hours of podcast, completely yeah. eliminated. Yeah. Doing them three a week last year. Three a week, yeah. So we went down to one and hired an intern to do the eight that we don't have to do. <laughs> Literally saved us a day of work, 24 the hours. Days yeah. of work has been opened up for back pocket from there. Andrew and I also hands raised on my end, at least. I don't think about how back pocket could make a lot of money. I just think about how back pocket could be like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. and just go to Mars. I don't know. I, I look, I don't look at, I look at relationships far more than transactions. And like, 
I kind of feel bad sometimes when I take people's money. I shouldn't feel that way, but that's how I feel. So we hire a podcast advertising sales guy who just is fired up about back pocket. <laughs> so that guy goes around, tries to find every deal he fucking can. Andrew gets all fucking excited. And now we're on our way to building a platform for Andrew to wheel and deal like he's a Western fucking cocktail bar manager and slide the drinks across the table hey you got a bogo deal and and andrew is literally going to be a fucking bartender a virtual bartender to advertisers on this fucking podcast i'm talking busy coffee i'm talking fucking any event that we throw in this fucking world talking opinion i'm talking anybody that is involved is going to be a part of this and andrew and this other kid are firing all cylinders trying to help everyone win with us Exactly. That's, that's why it excites me most. Exactly. And, uh, and that, if you guys are curious on what more of what we're talking about there, just podcast before this, we talk more about it. Uh, it's a subscription model deal, but, um, ultimately what I'm getting at is like, you're the, you're at the, you're at the steering wheel of this opinion rocket ship and you get to decide where it goes. If yep. you're worrying about like what foods brewing in the microwave to give to, to let yourself go for the day like you're never gonna get to mars <laughs> you gotta be able you gotta you gotta be able to look forward far more than you look behind you almost yep. i don't know you can delegate so you don't have to look behind as much yep. yeah and with all this being said uh declan and i and i think mark can attest to this we suck at it all the time like uh what we say we suck at like following through with it because we we hold ourselves to the highest standard and we want to be great at it but vocalizing and sharing like in this in just these simple settings um the listeners are probably like rolling their eyes like yeah you just continue to gas you continue to, to plug in the electrical outlet and give them 91 premium uh and, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah yeah all the voltage in, in the world um but it's worth it's worthwhile like just the and Declan beats his head against the wall and when we talk too much interpersonally and don't get to the nitty-gritty like detail of like what the steps look like uh empirically um but there's a lot of value in 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 just taking time to to go through what makes you authentic and I know you're already doing that but just sharing that in these type of settings I know our listeners are vibing with it um and it takes courage to come on here and share your opinion so I thank you for you know opening up and yeah, and breaking down your story. Yeah, of course. In um, Dowdle, I want to drip line a little bit um, our podcast that we're going to record here in about 10-ish days, 12-ish days. Um, oh, yeah. and, the, and, the, and the reason why we're you, Blake, and I are going to sit down here in the studio um, and tap into your 160-mile uh, race from uh, Duluth to St. Paul. Yeah, we got that podcast coming up, so I'll encourage everybody to um, – Go check out, um, you know, what I'll encourage people to do is to get out and run and do the virtual 5K that we're putting on on October 3rd and 4th. Um, That's the weekend that this big run is taking place. And I want to highlight uh, Lori Weber and um, um, just, you know, part of the reason, you know, big part of the reason that we're doing this is to raise awareness to pancreatic cancer and to do it in the name of someone that is a part of our family, our football family and our, you know, the greater community um, with Blake and his family. And Blake is someone that we played football with and his mother passed away in August of pancreatic cancer. Um, 
So I, I, I encourage people to donate. Um, we have a GoFundMe set up and link in the show notes, link in the show notes. Um, what we, it's super exciting because, um, John Weber, Blake's dad got love like lawyer legacy an official it's officially set up as a charity, um, with the IRS. And so we're working out the details. He's working out the details of getting a bank account set up. So it's just super cool that it's like, it's moving from just being a GoFundMe to like an official charity. And, and the goal for this is so that this is like a yearly occurrence and maybe not like a running gig, but like what we want to do in the future is maybe like, this is post COVID obviously, but like a softball tournament weekend where we have a bunch of teams come in just, you know, Lori loves sports, love competitiveness and loved love and bringing the community together. And so like trying to find ways to highlight that in a lot of different ways is going to be um, sort of the main driver of this moving forward. Um, but obviously we'll, we'll dive into all that in a few weeks when um, we sit down and do the, you know, the debrief of leading up to the, the race. Um, How are you feeling right now? You're about to, you're in a couple of weeks, you're literally going to run 160 miles. You know, um, I am as confident as a fool. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, and, and I say that because I have no, I have, I have the advantage of not having a single clue what 160 miles feels like running. And so I'm using that to my advantage. Um, but I'm also like, no, one thing that I, I learned over the last few weeks, and I talked to Andy about this on the phone, is it's super important to be selfish at times. It's super important to like, like understand where where you're at and when you have this growth mindset and when you're doing something that you're pouring this into, in my case, running in their case, back pocket and your in your case, opinion is um, a lot of it just started with like, you wanted to, you know, you had this image of yourself further down the line. That was like your own personal hero was yourself going to the Matthew McConaughey, like your heroes yourself in 10 years, you have this image of yourself and maybe you don't love where you're at right now. And the only reason you're here and the other opportunities that you're able to impact other people and bring awareness to something or, you know, put your life and soul into something is because you decided to make that change for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you neglect those roots and you, you neglect that opportunity and that diligence of working on yourself and not being okay and not being satisfied with just throwing in the towel and coming back the next day and realizing that tomorrow and today and like this is your opportunity to move forward, then none of the other things are going to matter. Like none of the other things can be impacted the way you want to be impacted if you don't focus on initially taking care of yourself. Um, So, I mean, that sort of went on a tangent, but in a lot of ways, it's like, it goes back to the self-service. Like if you don't spend time working on yourself, then how can you be of service to other people? Mm -hmm. Um, So how am I feeling? I'm feeling confident as hell because I know at the end of the day, I'm going to find a way to finish this 160 miles. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be, it's, 
it's it's gonna be fun because I'm gonna learn so much about myself. Um, <laughs> you, there's a saying in this sort of sport is like, when you're broken, you're absolutely broken. You're um, not sure, you know, you're hallucinating or your legs just you don't want to move anymore. Um, you really find out at the core of who you are. Um, and so like, if you're an asshole type of person, are you going to be barking orders? Like I don't see myself barking orders at Andy or Blake when I'm 90, 100, 120 miles in. Um, but again, like, like the, I want, like that is going to be the core of myself coming out. And like, um, it's, it's great to know that I have support from people that I love and people that love me back. And so, um, yeah, I'm super excited because, um, you know, I'm ready to just run. I'm getting tired of all the training. I'm getting tired of all the running and sleeping in the van and Walmart parking lots and eating out of a cooler and all that is, um, I'm just like, I'm ready to just start running. And that's the only thing I got to do is move forward. So I'm fucking pumped. Like I'm ready to go. Like it's, 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 it's inspiring, dude. That's what it is. Like, I, the only reason I ran, you're inspiring to many, many people, me, me included. Like the one time you, uh, like you carried a fucking two by four, like five miles. <laughs> I was like, I thought about that the next day while I was running. When you told me that you don't run with headphones, I stopped running with headphones. Uh, I did run today with headphones, but like most days I don't run with headphones. Um, but you were like, I ran 14 miles, picked up and ran 14 miles one morning because you posted something on your, on your story because some girl or something posted like her doubling her PR from 17 to four, seven to 14. And I said, I'm going to do that yeah. tomorrow. And then I did. And like, I was like, fuck yeah. So you're, you're, and every time that I, I snap in our group that I'm hung over and tired, <laughs> Mark Daddle's the first one to tell me, fuck you, get up <laughs> off your ass and get yourself tightened up. Cause that's what I need in my life. You're, you're, you come at me from 17 different angles to make me a better person, but it's up to me to like, you know, harness that and actually do something. So, you know, don't show up hung over to work. All right. That's, that's a big message. <laughs> and if you, you do, don't have a negative energy. energy. Still, yeah, you still got to play the day games and you got, you got a job to do, continue to do your job. Yeah. <laughs> Always been saying that. Uh, but yeah, dude, you're an inspiration. I think that's the coolest part. And that's what's so um, interesting about this whole race and charity and like there's so much positivity that goes into it that at the end of the day you know it doesn't really matter how many t-shirts are sold it matters how many people we can you can inspire to do something great in their own lives and run that five running that 5k on the third and the fourth like i'm running a 10k between those two days because that's the shit i gotta do um with not being there you know and i and i have no doubts in my mind that i can do that i want to do it to the whole heart my ability not only because i love you but because what you're doing is so like extraordinary it gets me fired up awesome appreciate you saying that on on that note though we did sell it was like 43 hats and 60 hell plus yeah. shirts hell yeah so there's like 1300 dollars being donated back from unreal which is gonna be awesome which is gonna unreal. be unreal, but, <laughs> yeah, it's unreal um yeah i mean it's Will I have a hat for the uh, um, for the drive? Will I have apparel for the drive? Just yeah. Like- so the the way it got set up, and I was talking with Danny, um, who works with Unreal, who I've been um, 
connected with through busy as well. Um, we wanted to, so when we closed it on the 13th or whatever, that got sent to production. So it wasn't like it got ordered and then it got made. It was like, all right, we'll open this up for like two or three weeks and then we'll close it. And then, okay, and now we send it to production. We make 40 hats, 60 shirts. So it's like just bulking up. And we wanted, she said it'll take about two weeks to get out. So we closed it three weeks before race day so that people could get the shirts and hats before that weekend. And oh, that was one. What's up? Operations 101. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, that was super important because I wanted, you know, I wanted people to be able to have some physical, tangible thing that they could, you know, post about, but like more importantly, just have more than just that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like another opportunity for people to feel good about a donation and get something in return. And the hats are sick. The hats, I think the hats are super cool. And like I'd mentioned before, like, Sam Harrigus is the one that designed them. Um, I reached out to him. Um, I reached out to a few other people. Um, but it's it's cool that like everyone involved has been somehow connected or been on the football team. And it just goes back to like the kind of the core of all of it. It's just legacy and family and, um, you know, the forget about me, I love you mentality. And um, it's super cool to be able to rely on, your old teammates and um, where they're at and what they're like, like he was saying with the interns, like they have a specific skill set. So they've used that specific skill set to bring um, so much value to what's going on. And so what I've been trying to do, cause like managing all this has been, um, it's been difficult, but like being able to delegate that off of like Sam Harrigus, he knows how to design and that's his skill set. So like, let's let him do it because he's going to do it better than any of us. And so um, just relying on the family is super cool. But. Amen to that, Dottle. Thank you, dude. I'm super excited to sit down and, and uh, walk through the progression of the creation of this event, hear from Blake's side of it, you coming to him and, the, and his family. Uh, it's going to be an awesome podcast and we just get to sit here and hang out in, in the studio, get back in the studio on the hot mics. Get in the hot. We'll be in person for this one. It'll be good. Yes. Amen. Uh, and then I actually, I come back and I don't know if you'll be around, but uh, I come Follow back again. Minneapolis. Um, 8th to the 11th. 8th to 11th. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there for that. Okay. For sure. So then we'll record another podcast with you and Post-run. possibly Yoakum, I think is what we want to me, you, Andrew, and Yoakum will sit down in person in the studio and probably record for four hours, I would imagine. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, and my, just my Andrew and I were talking about this before today, and we were like, I was like, hey, Dowdle's in town. Can you join the podcast? And he's like, well, we're having Dowdle on next week. And then I'm like, yeah, and then the week after that, too. <laughs> so, so the Dowdle, this is going to be like a Dowdle trio here out of nowhere. People don't even know it's coming, but it's going to be kind of a really cool capture of of like feeling and intention and moments of like leading up to it like right before it and then after it well I was yeah that I I'm super grateful for that and um I was thinking about my first time my only time well first time being on the podcast yeah and I had like just blurted out all these goals that I had for 2020 without actually knowing if I was going to be able to complete all of them and 
everything got shifted because of COVID. And now just like, now I'm doing something completely different, but it's like in that same vein of like, shit, it's a fan. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Let's figure it out. Let's yeah. figure it out. You figure it out, but you realize like the perspective in which you set those goals back when you're on the podcast for the first time is different from what the perspective is now. For sure. It's, it's different sheer because of sheer environment and opportunity. It's also different mentally. And it, and that's what, uh, I think makes a special person incredibly special is they're able to adapt from time to time to time. You're not caught up right now that you didn't run 20, no, 50 K. No. And a lot of those, yeah. And a lot of those goals were like just based on what I want to do. They're right. all selfish goals. And now like this, this goal is way more than that, which has been like way more, um, it's just, it's just brought like way more value to what I'm doing than I would have thought if like running 20 to 30, 50 K's or whatever would have been sweet. But like at the end of the day, who cares, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone last night on uh, just like brands and things that we do in our own lives that don't contribute to like the greater good of society. And <laughs> like, it made me feel super sad that I was, spending so much time in my life building like a facility where like old people just go to die. <laughs> and I put so much time and effort into this. Just <laughs> You're building a retirement home in, in Tucson, right? Yeah, I'm building a retirement home in Tucson. Look, I, I get it does provide a service and I, but like people make ass cheeks amount of money off of it. And like, I'm in the middle of it and I don't, it's just like, there's not, there's actually no fulfillment uh, in doing it, but we, get so caught up on the day-to-day activities yeah. sometimes that we don't realize that. And I'm not saying any that what you did is any way, in any way contributing to that because think about it. I mean, you're saying these selfish goals so that you could unlock more of who you are. That's more or less what you were trying to do. Yeah. But then when you realize, oh, I can set a goal and pursue something that's external from myself while I'm contributing to it and do something for someone else and receive far more. And I think that's really the lesson. Beautiful, man. Um, I think we, I think we just crossed the hour mark or maybe just above the hour mark. Um, yeah, I think we're somewhere around there. Yeah, Are you guys yeah. tired over there? I mean, we're, uh, we're sitting here at seven thirty-seven, and it's yeah, nine, it's, it was 10 o'clock on your guys' end. Yeah. Nine thirty-seven. Just hanging yeah. out on a Sunday night, dude. Yo, the yeah. nuggets, uh, they were, there was 26 seconds left. I just put up, pulled it up on YouTube TV. They were down one, uh, with 27 seconds left, Jokic, Jokic got the ball, hit a floater, buried it, took the lead by one, um, 20 seconds left. Lakers dri- dribbled down the court, terrible possession, ball gets kicked out of bounds. Lakers ball with two seconds left. Inbound pass to AD in the corner, swish, three. Buried it, Nuggets lost I think on a game winner. Sorry, dude. Way to break that. Way to break that right now to him. I had to do it to him. It was just a thriller. I was hoping to break good news, but I needed to see. I needed to feel your reaction, man. How are the Nuggets going to come back from a two-zero deficit to the Lakers? We already came back from three-one. We might as well come back from three-zero this time. I'm looking forward to Game Four. Still got Game Three to work towards. I know. I but I was just making the joke. If we're down three-zero, Game Four is going to be when we really start kicking in gear. I hope we can. I love the Nuggets. That's- you know, and, and one more sports-related topic. We don't talk sports a lot, but just had to bring this on the show, dude. 
got the got the dub today, Decky, over your Broncos. Go Steelers. You are throwing massive shade over it, Decky. <laughs> I'm over it, dude. I, I committed to myself today. I wrote it on my mood board. I said that I will never overreact to sports again. You, that is, and that's and that's what I'm gonna say. I have way too much turmoil that goes on in my life when I when I tune into sports. I just get physically, mentally, and emotionally distraught or extremely happy. It just depends on what's going on. And I'm not gonna let this one get to me. You know, Broncos are owned too. We're looking. We're getting close to putting lighter lighter fluid in a dumpster fire of a bunch of people who have broken legs. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna let the season live on. Not to mention the Nuggets. We're in the Western Conference Finals. We just came back three to one, down three to one twice now. We're gonna fucking beat the Lakers. And if we don't beat the Lakers, it's all right. Not the end of the world. We got this far. It's pretty cool. I'm just here to watch and be present. And watch my team lose on a buzzer beater. Hate to see that. Yeah, absolutely hate to see that. You hate to see it. Sorry, man. Thanks. That absolutely stinks. At least like I would appreciate it. I would actually rather have LeBron hit it. Yeah, just because LeBron, I like the guy. Nothing against Anthony Davis, but it's just like, can't allow it to happen. What I can't allow uh, not to happen is hearing Nolan's next big project release. So what's yeah. the, what's the, what is the date? What's the timeline? Where can people find, uh, find opinion clothing to make the purchase? Yeah. You got the fall and winter clothing coming in here. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I get the third round of samples and two weeks so i'm banking on those all being good so then production will take like another three weeks um you can tell i haven't thought this (laughs) uh late october is like early november is what i'm really shooting for oh yeah and what what are the uh what's the line of clothing um we have a sherpa hoodie uh crew neck hoodie uh another hoodie and then a long sleeve shirt and a new beanie so five Mm. new things damn what's a sherpa hoodie Uh, so it's like if you think of like patagonia like the wool like mm, soft. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'll be all about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Has it got the snap buttons? Uh it's got a zipper. Zipper. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Dude, I'm all over that. Yeah, that one's taking a long time to get right. Dude, that's exciting though. I yeah. you had me at Sherpa, dude. I'll yeah. be real with you. You had me at Sherpa. I'm excited for the release. Uh I'm gonna wear a Sherpa, even if it's hot out. I'm yep. gonna sweat a Sherpa. I'll be the first guy to do that, uh, without a doubt. Not worried about it, but that's amazing, dude. I'm stoked to uh, to see that. I'm stoked to have you back on the show. Um, Andrew brought this up a couple weeks ago. I was like, "That's such a priority. It's not even funny uh, to get you back on." Mm -hmm. And uh, just an absolute additive to a guy who doesn't even know he's good at podcasting. Mark Dowdle, phenomenal question bombs today. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable questions. (laughs) You need that kind of work in a podcast. You absolutely delivered. Who would have known? Not to mention we got you coming on twice in the next month, yes. which I'm stoked about. This is just fate. And uh, again, it, we this is something we've never done before. Two guys on one side in Tucson, two guys in the, on the other side of Minneapolis. We make it happen. We deliver the content. We have a good conversation. We have a great conversation. And I want more of this. And I think this is the vibe that 
um, is necessary for this transition that we're going through with you being in a separate location. We, we've been talking about how it's difficult to create the back pocket aura and make you make the listeners feel like they're in the room when we bring in a new guest and they haven't met us yet and we do it over Zoom. They don't, they don't necessarily feel the two of us you know, going on our normal banter to create that comfortability, to create the vibe that we love and our listeners love. Um, so transitioning more, more to a, like a reoccurring guest that already understand the back pocket brand and, and what our podcasts entail. Uh, so listeners, if you loved a certain guest and you're like, they need to have this person back on the show, or this person has evolved in a, in a direction that you need to rehear their story and where, and where their journey has gone now, listeners, please reach out. We need to uh, tap into the 280 podcasts that we've released. There are so many golden nuggets and gems of um, people that have come on our show that, uh, I mean, we can, we'll probably come up to them. We'll probably come up with them eventually, but throw them on the chopping block right away so we can start firing them off. Yeah, throw them in the chats, dude. We need the chats active for this one. Uh, and that's a great point, Andy. Just need more of those these people. It's a great example of why this podcast was S of fire. S of fire. Hey, GG's in the chats. GG's in the chats always, dude. Um, any final remarks? No, I'm pushing for Jordan Lindell as a yeah. – we, we asked Jordan, up. actually. He's going to come on for Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Nolan just said he already collabed with uh, Jordan to shoot the hybrid nation opinion. Uh, and then he's right. got yeah. content yeah. for our hat. He's such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He did some Bochella advertising for us, too, and it's phenomenal. Yep. Yeah. God. But, yeah, dude, I, I like this vibe. I think we, we're definitely going to do more of it. Um, phenomenal freaking podcast, boys. We freaking did it. Look at us. Good work. Look at us. Hey, love you guys. Organization. Hey, love you guys. Take care. Take care. See you, boys.